G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Great to be back in the chair on Saturday morning. Thank you to Chris Clafunas for filling in for me. Hayes, it's great to see you, mate. How are you going? I'm going very well, Jim. Only four more sleeps until the ashes. I can't wait. It's been a big build-up, a massive build-up. We haven't seen Australia play too much cricket. They go in with a few changes and looks like they've settled on their squad, Jim. So I'm pretty excited for that. A sports update for Novus. There's a Novus near you, 13-22-34. Hayes, no real massive surprises. I know a few people out there, yourself, included. We're probably pushing for Jai Richardson to play in that first test. I would have really loved to see him in, but he's probably going to miss out, isn't he? He's going to miss out. Looks like Mitch Stark will get the first crack, and I'm not unhappy with that, but as long as they learn from how he went last year. I know he had a bit going on in his uh, private life last year with uh, the illness of his father, so that plays a part, but over the five test series against India, he did start to wane a little bit, so you've got to take that into consideration. Jai Richardson's super fit. He's been on the ground, he's been bowling, he's been taking wickets in the Sheffield Shield, and when you consider the other guys haven't been playing red ball cricket, it's a big risk to go in with three guys that have been over there in the World Cup back in quarantine. And, of course, it has been mucked around a bit with the rain that's been over there in <laughs> Queensland. So it was a big move. But do it for one, see how it goes, and then bring the others in. I think they're going to have to rotate a little bit throughout this series. What about Alex Carey? He's the man that's into the team for, of course, Tim Payne. Again, I was really bullish on Josh Inglis. I'm still bullish on Josh Inglis. Mm. I think he's going to be a generational player for the Australian cricket team. But the right choice, perhaps, right now was Alex Kerry, because he has been on the ground, he has played. Josh Inglis hasn't played Shield cricket for a while. He played one game earlier this season, but didn't make a big score. And then, of course, he's been over there as a backup player for the World Cup, and he just hasn't had enough time playing cricket and getting that chance to press for selection. And unfortunately, because of that rain, he missed out on that opportunity. But they've only guaranteed two... Two games, which is interesting. But you just hope, and I do hope that Alex Carey takes his opportunity and spends the next four or five years in that role because that means he's doing a good job. It's quite a remarkable story, Alex Carey. Of course, he was on the GWS Giants list. I think he played a few games for them in their early days. Well, he was the captain. He didn't play in the the AFL, AFL. but they had one year where they played in the kneeful competition to get some experience. And he was a leader and he was a good young player. But when you look at the draft picks that they had coming through, I think Kevin Sheedy basically said, said to him, mate, you're going to have to get ahead of these guys. You're talking about Cornelio, Whitfield, Josh Kelly, Toby Green. He told him to go away, go back to cricket, work on it. He did that, and now he's the test keeper. An absolute brilliant story. And we love the cross-coders, don't we? And it's happening more and more. It's a shame that we don't have many that can actually spend a lot of time giving either sport a go. We see it in the women's a lot, but not so much in the men's competition. But good luck to him. And the other big one is Travis Head. It looks like he'll be preferred over Usman Khawaja at number five. Of course, a lot younger than Usman Khawaja. And that's the right call because there's not much difference between the two. Usman's been in. Head's been in. They both lost their spot. I think you go younger, particularly when they've both been in pretty good form in shield cricket. Now, I know you've seen the weather forecast. It, It doesn't look great. No, it doesn't. And it's a long-range forecast, and that's not always correct. But 
you just wonder whether they could have done anything. But unless they had it definitive that it was going to be rained out, it would have been a massive call because you're hinting at maybe bringing it back here <laughs> to Western Australia. There'd be no quarantine issues if that mm. were the case. Mm. The players, the officials, the commentators, they could all get in. We play that test. The crowd would turn out, maybe not in the same number, but they'd still be very good here in the West. And then Brisbane can get the fifth one. But it would be a bit unfair. Yeah. Imagine if you're in that scenario. It'd be unfair. But if you could guarantee me no result, then absolutely, but you can't guarantee me that. No, of course not. The weather changes. Let's just have our fingers crossed that we get some cricket away. Cannot wait for the Ashes. Are you concerned at all? Like we haven't played for a long time, and the last mm. time we played here, we lost to India. India's second team, basically, with all the injuries that they did have. It's They've got long... some good players, Stokes, Root, Anderson. It's been a long time. It's been a long time for our Australian team, um, but I'm not worried. I'm, I'm backing in the new captain, Paddy Cummins, I think he's going to do a terrific job. Um, you hear his peers speak about him. Um, we've got Mitch Marsh coming up later in the show. He speaks about how well he thinks he's going to do in the role. I think he's going to be just fine. I think this team is going to be just fine. Who's going to get part of the series? For me, Marnus Labber Shane. He is ready. He loves making reins. I'm, go- I'm going Steve Smith. Yep. Yep. Steve Smith for mine. A sports news update for Novus. There's a Novus near you, 13, 22, 34. Don't let your old windscreen end up as landfill. Call Novus Glass on 13, 22, 34. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazeby with more on Off the Bench coming up after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Great to have your company on this Saturday morning. Jimmy Williams, Paul Hazeby with you. Of course, Hazel wasn't here last week to dissect what happened in the national draft, but Fremantle absolutely nailed it. Well, everybody wants to hear your opinion on that. So what did you make of uh, who they took and how long do you think it'll take until those guys have a big impact? I loved the decision of going local. I loved getting Erasmus and Amos. Uh, They've got a key forward. They've got a guy who can be a really solid midfielder. With losing Chera, that's just an obvious replacement, I would have thought. And then to get Matt Johnson uh, the, on the second day, a, a guy who was touted as a top 10 pick. It's a bit of a bonus, wasn't oh, it? Because it was... Hawthorne were really mm. looking at him with their first yep. pick. And they actually went to Fremantle after the first day deadline and said, look, we want to trade. And there was an opportunity for Fremantle to get into next year's draft. But I think if it's right there, they've now got their midfield covered. I think if you look across that uh, the, the youth of that group and the skill and the, the competitiveness of that group, they've got it covered. Key forward-wise now, it looks good because they got Amos and Eric Benning for the longer term. I think he's going to be two to three years down the track. Yeah, I'd love to see Jai Amos come in and, and play some games and make an impact, but I think he's a project player. He's going to be one of those guys that will be really good with time. We saw his ability at Colts level. Mm. AFL's a step up. He's got the frame. He needs a little bit of work in the gym, but he's he looks like a natural goal kicker. That's what Freeman have been screaming out for since Matthew Pavlich left. Well, they threw Josh Tracy in last year. Yep. He was a rookie yep. list player. 18 comes in, and just about a, plays the whole year. And he's a good player. Mm. So who, who do they both play next year or do they compete for that spot? Matt Tabernard, um still doing some yeah. work on the sidelines, so no guarantee that he's at full fitness by the time he gets started. And Rory Lobb is the other one. He could be the one that feels a bit of the squeeze. The other thing I think that's a key in all this is where will... Joel Hamling and Alex Pierce, if they're fit and their backline forces a guy like Brennan Cox to play up front, that's that's a good thing for Fremantle because it eases some pressure off Matt Tabernard. It also takes less pressure off a guy like Jai Amos, who people think are probably going to come in and just kill it round one. That's probably not going to happen because he needs time. But if they can get 
all of their players fit and have a swing man like a Brennan Cox, that's going to be so good for their list moving forward. They play for Peel Thunder, to answer your question. I think they've got those two defenders there, and if they've got enough defenders, and you don't need too many tall ones, I think you want running ones out of the half-back line. So if Pierce and also uh, Hamling, and you've got Logue there, and you mentioned Brennan Cox, you mentioned Luke Ryan as well, if, if they're all fit, I think one or two of them misses out. I don't think you want to be playing around with that forward line now that you've got these younger guys coming through. The other big news, Luke Stranatica yeah. from East Fremantle, who used to be at the Fremantle Dockers, to train at the West Coast Eagles. And they too have done really good in the draft, but they're light on for a ruckman. So just to have that insurance policy, and they don't need to make a call right now. They can actually let it go until March. Mm-hmm as long as they can, to make that call because they might decide, no, we're going to back in our Ruckman because all of those guys are fit and firing at that particular stage. Luke Stranatica, I think, is a, a very good option for them. They, they needed it. They've got Nick Natanui. They've got a young guy, Cal Jamison. Uh, Nathan Vardy left. Uh, there's a massive hole there. So to get him and, and give him some time, let him try and see what happens. But the other bad news for the Eagles during the week, Hayes, of course, is it's being reported that Brad Shepard is going to retire. This is a massive blow. But it frees up another spot on their roster or their list, I should say, to to see to squeeze someone else in. It's, it's a sad story. Yeah, Brad it does. Shepard's been a champion. He has, and you wouldn't expect that player to come in and have the sort of impact no. that Brad Shepard's done. He was a pick number seven, I think, going back many, mm. many years ago. They called him Mr. September because of what he did in 2015. Unfortunately, he missed out on that grand final, but ever consistent, played on the big guns, beat them, gave them drive. He'll be missed. Well done if that's the end to Brad Shepard. Yeah, a very sad end, and yeah, well done to Brad Shepard. A fantastic career. Unlucky not to play in that 2018 grand final. Of course, he missed due to injury. Fingers crossed for him. His health is back on track soon. We will be speaking to Mitch Marsh after the break. He had a chat with Carl Langdon and Paul Hazelby earlier this week about his World Cup and his plans for the upcoming summer. Don't go anywhere. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back. Great to have your company on this Saturday morning. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazelby with you. And one man who provided plenty of golden moments at this year's T20 World Cup was Mitch Marsh. And earlier this week, he had a chat with Carl Langdon and Paul Hazelby on Sports Day. Golden moments, opportunities as good as gold. McMahon, be more. Mitch recapped his impressive tournament. Did you survive quarantine okay? I did. I did. Um, certainly not ideal to uh, fly into quarantine after winning a World Cup. But... Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the world we live in these days, so it uh, had to be done. Yeah, I hope you had a couple of quiet ones with the boys prior to that. But, uh, mate, what do you reckon about flipping the test over here, mate? We've missed out the last couple of years. We've got perfect weather forecast over in Western Australia, even though it's a little bit windy. But the weather forecast over there in Brisbane is absolute crap, and we're talking about putting tents over the top of a wicket. Why can't they just be fluid and flexible Cricket Australia and just switch it over here? <laughs> Well, if it was up to me, we'd have all five tests in Perth. But, um, <laughs> unfortunately, it's not up to me and it's not up to us West Australians. But um, hopefully the weather holds up and we can uh, get a test match in, in Brisbane. Is it a dumb idea, though, Mitch, if uh, there is the ability? We know that they can move freely in and out of Western Australia. We know the issues that are going to or have been ongoing between Cricket Australia and our straight state government for January 15. To me, mate, it seems like a, a marriage made in heaven. <laughs> Yeah, well, I certainly don't want to be making headlines um, asking Cricket Australia to move a test match from Brisbane to Perth a week out. But um, I think uh, a lot of planning and um, and everything goes into to hosting these test matches for each state. So um, I think it would be a little bit uh, stiff to, to move it all to Perth. But um, 
Hey, I don't mind the idea. Good answer, and you're learning. Now, <laughs> what about the preparation of the pitch? We're just talking about the pitch that's currently there, ready for your first game of the Big Bash. Would there be one ready that could hold a test? Um, yes. Oh, probably, yeah. I think there'd probably be a bit in it, but um, that makes a good TV, so that's what we're all about. Ah, good call. Now, Mitch, uh, everybody loves you in Australia. It must have been terrific to win the World Cup and you played a massive part with that. Uh, being left out of one of the games but coming back in and player of the, the finals, how enjoyable was that experience for you? Oh, it was incredible. Um, you know, to, the World Cup itself was um, yeah, an amazing experience. Um, you know, living in a bubble is not exactly easy, um, but the group that we had, the... Um, the commitment we had from each other and to each other throughout the whole six weeks was just amazing. And, um, yeah, we had a slight hiccup against England with that loss, but I think that loss um, certainly put us on the right uh, road to, to towards the finals. And, um, yeah, to play the way we did in that final and to, to win a World Cup, to be the first Australian team ever to win the T20 World Cup, um, you know, it's... Um, it's, it's, it's honestly an incredible feeling, guys. I think that was the game you were left out for, so they learned their lesson pretty quickly. But what about the, the love, the feeling of love from everybody in Australia? Because it hasn't always been there for you. Yeah, look, it's been um, yeah, pretty incredible. I, selfishly, I would have liked to have basked in the glory for a little bit longer than <laughs> one night before going into quarantine and uh, really lapped that up for a week or so. But unfortunately, uh, had to go into quarantine. But, um, yeah, I think the whole team... Um, yeah, felt the love from Australia and, and, and really hope that everyone was proud of our efforts uh, in, in tough conditions in Dubai. More of Mitch Marsh after this. McMahon has opportunities as good as gold. Visit careers.mcmahon.com.au. McMahon, be more. Back after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Great to be with you on this Saturday morning, Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazelby, and we are featuring an interview from Mitch Marsh, who spoke earlier this week with Carl Langdon and you, Paul Hazelby, about his impressive T20 World Cup and his upcoming summer, albeit he was omitted from that test squad. Hey, Mitch, both Carl and I were strong that you should have been included in that squad. Uh, I would have had you at number six and moved up Cam Green. How do you get back in? Because it's very difficult when you specialise like you do in the shorter formats to actually get that opportunity because once the, the scorches are done and the Sheffield Shield rolls back around, you could be very well playing with Australia again in those formats. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. Um, I think I've only played one four-day game in probably 18 months, so it's always hard to get Red Bull form. Um, I've got a great opportunity next week playing for Australia A, and um, ultimately, if I score runs in that, you know, you, you definitely put your name up for later on in the summer. Five Test matches is um, it's a long series, so you never know what could happen. But um, you know, JL has always spoken about form is form, and, and hopefully wherever I'm playing for the Scorchers, for Western Australia or for the white ball teams in Australia, if I can keep performing, um, there's been plenty of guys you know, before me um, force their way in through white ball form. So, um, yeah, not giving up, but, um, gee, I'm looking forward to watching a bit of the Ashes. It's going to be great. Your poor teammate's in the same boat, isn't he, Josh Inglis? I mean, really, if he was uh, back here playing some cricket, unfortunately, he didn't get a lot of work over there playing with you in the Australian team in the T20 tournament, mate. So, you know, Alex Carey gets a chance, makes that 100, and that probably just tipped him over the edge. Yeah, look, I mean, it's um, you know, they're both great mates of mine. Alex Carey's um, a fantastic cricketer and hell of a story from you know, coming from GWS to where he is now, um, Australia's next test keeper. It's an amazing story, and um, obviously, Josh Inglis was really close. Um, you know, he's a, 
a super talent. I think he's going to have a long career playing for Australia when he gets his opportunity. Um, he's the kind of guy that you love playing with. He gets in the contest and he's extremely skillful. So um, I think, you know, they're both going to have plenty of opportunities to play for Australia and uh, looking forward to, to seeing it. Now, what sort of captain will Pat Cummins be? Um, oh, I think he's going to be a great captain. He's one of my one of my best mates in in Australia, um, in, in cricket. Sorry, and um, yeah, look, he, he's just a great man. He's got a great respect within the group. Um, he's got a great cricket brain. There's been a lot of talk about can a bowler, a fast bowler, be captain. And honestly, it's, I haven't bought into it once. He's going to do a great job for Australia. Um, I bowled to him in the nets the other day, and I, I gave him a few half volleys and. Uh, no bounces, so hopefully that might get me a game soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you're a, you're a bowler and you've captained a hell of a lot. And, and let's face it, he's only done, I think, one game prior to getting the opportunity here, and that was in white ball cricket for his home state. Where do you think he should field? Like, or does that not matter? Well, uh, he joked with me the other day that um, he hopes the, the gab is not uh, too flat because uh, he won't be bowling much if that's the case. So he um, hasn't lost his sense of humour. But, um, yeah, I think often he, he feels at mid-on and mid-off. And um, I think that's a great spot for a captain and, and, and bowlers to, to, to field. Um, as a captain, it's nice to stand there and be able to talk to your bowlers mid-over. And as a bowler, it's, it's nice to have either a captain or another bowler to talk to when you're at mid-off and mid-on. So I dare say that's where he'll field. Um, if he's got any sense, he'll uh, probably slip in the first slip and then has to do nothing and just watches the game from from first slip. But um, we'll see what happens. Last night, Adam Burgess spoke about Nick Hobson and he scored a good 90 yesterday. Cooper Connolly got added to the squad. Now, this kid, there's a big rap on him and his future. He's been with the under-17s. He's now with the under-19s. But he comes into the squad for the Perth Scorchers. Is he ready, in your opinion? And tell us a bit about him. Yeah, look, he's a ripping young kid. Um yeah, 17 or 18 years of age. Um, yeah, he's uh, come through the ranks, as you said. Um, hits a hits a clean ball for a, for a young fella, um, and, and he bowls quite handy off spin. So um, I think that's you know to have a young guy like that around our squad. Hopefully he's going to learn a lot. I'm sure if the opportunity arises, he'll take it on. Um, it seems like all young kids these days they're very confident and and love having a crack. So um, yeah, I'm sure if he gets an opportunity, he'll, he'll be great. And, but uh, most importantly, I think he's got a great future for West Australian cricket. Star all-rounder Mitch Marsh there talking about his upcoming summer. I hope he goes really well for both our WA team and the Scorchers. And who knows, hopefully he gets a chance back in that test team. That's all we've got time for, Hayes. We'll catch you next Saturday off the bench. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.